Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Unprotected Sets captures the energy of a live comedy show and brings it directly to your ears. Part stand-up, part interview. You'll get an inside scoop into the tragically funny lives and minds of rising star comics. Real, raw, and funny. It's Unprotected Sets. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Yadoye Travis. Hey, um, my name is Yudoye Travis, but people keep congratulating me on the show Atlanta, so. <laughs> I do, see, I don't like how much you guys like that. I don't, I really don't. I don't appreciate it. But after boarding school, I went to Emory University. In a lot of ways, I feel like I went through college and that whole process because my parents wanted me to. I just got to a point where I was like, I don't really have a plan for what I'm doing in school, but I think I wanted to do comedy the whole time. Most of my comedy is doing jokes about white people to white people. Things that I feel like you guys need to hear and you guys need to be aware of. And while I've got you here, just take this with you. I faced racism as a kid, but I don't think I've ever had to deal with it as directly as I have in recent years. It was actually a few months ago. It was in Providence, Rhode Island. Some lady, I, I said something about slavery and this lady shouted, get over it at me. I will just look someone in the eye now and tell them to think about why what they just did was wrong. I went to private school, which means I lost my virginity in a gazebo. Um, <laughs> um, and there was one black girl in my grade and I was in love with her, but sometimes it's weird when everybody and their parents is waiting on y'all to fuck for four years. It's very strange. <laughs> Shit is creepy. And white women get aggressive if they see a black man standing by himself. That shit is weird. I was at a party a few years ago. I was just standing around. I was stationary, not getting away. But this girl, she, 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 this girl shouted at me like I was escaping. She just the most Hail Mary shit. She just goes, hey, I'm an African studies minor. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, first of all, I don't give a shit. Right off the bat. Second of all, if I did give a shit, you don't think I'd want to fuck a major? Like, like, come on. I got a lot riding on this. You're not gonna coast to my culture on 15 credits. That's not how this works. What do you mean? What are you doing? That's not how this works, man. Shit really is wild. White people are out of control right now. I don't know what y'all are doing. What is going on? I'm not the type of guy that's like, oh, white people are the devil or anything like that, but I think we can all agree the devil is definitely white, right? <laughs> definitely. Not even a question. And I, I don't want to make it sound like I don't like white people. I think you guys are fine. Like, deviled eggs are what I call unborn white children, but like, I think... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. 
don't know. I feel like I, I feel like you guys are capable of cool stuff, though. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you could do stuff. I don't know. I saw a white kid learn to ride a bike the other day. I thought that was such a beautiful moment watching that kid struggle for the last time. You know? <laughs> Which is like, I don't, I don't know. I, like, people always ask, like, why do black people always talk so much about white people? And like, why do white people do so much about black people? You know what I mean? Like, why? You always like, oh, this go back to Africa shit. Like, what is your game plan with that? You want to get rid of all the black people and then just go back to dancing and weird time signatures and shit? Is that your... <laughs> what? Three, four, is that the hill you want to die on? Three, four? There's one dance in three, four. The waltz is just this shit, just moving around, getting bored with the spot you're standing in, which is kind of an accurate summary of the entire history of white people. Just fucking... Just moving around, picking up spices you're never gonna use, just... <laughs> like... I am from here in Atlanta. The dynamic in my household was very uh, strict at times. My mom is a Nigerian immigrant. My mom sort of expected a lot from me. She expected me to have good grades because my brother didn't. And so I was kind of the, the kid that was supposed to save the family, I guess. My brother went to high school in this area and he would always come home with stories about gang initiations in, on their football field. And so I ended up just like going away for school. Everyone else had gone to like through the same school systems their whole lives. So they all kind of knew each other. And then meanwhile, I come in, it's like public school kid from Georgia. And I'm just like, oh, I don't really know any of this stuff. I know like black people stuff. Do you guys want to learn about that? And they're kind of like, no. We're still talking about guns. We're still having this gun debate. I don't understand it. Because like right now, as it stands, America's policy on guns is exactly the same as Gotham's policy on catwalks over open vats of chemicals. And I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that's such an easy fix. Just close the vats. Stop making all these villains, you know? Look, there are not enough Batman fans for that joke to work, but I, I took a risk. I feel like I deserve... Recognition for that. <laughs> I'm gonna gain like a cult following because of that one joke. <laughs> like people are still seriously considering like whether we should have guns in bars. Like, and look, I'll give you that. I'll give you guns in bars, but I f can we at least compromise and maybe also have food? <laughs> can we do? <laughs> I feel like food's a place to start, you know? <laughs> Like, I don't know, I, do, I just don't get it. They always like, every time there's like a shooting, there's always like, the, everybody prints the same story about Australia. They're like, Australia banned guns and there hasn't been a shooting since. Australia banned guns and there hasn't been a shooting since. And then if you look at Fox News, they're like, Australia banned guns and now the whole middle part's run by snakes. What is that? What's going on? What happened in Australia? Like, that was besides the point. Man. I feel like we could solve a lot of problems in this country if we just took gun control and birth control and switched those policies. You know what I mean? Okay, not yet. Don't do that. I feel like, I just, I feel like you should be able to get birth control on a vending machine. And I mean those ones where you get a handful of dirty Skittles for a quarter. You're like, are these, are these fresh? They seem too available. Ugh. 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 
And I think to get a gun, you should have to go to like an old 1960s gynecologist, like one of those dudes that calls you a strumpet for an hour while they both cigarette smoke in your face. It's a bad year, though. Everybody's vaping. I don't like it. If you told me like 15 years ago that we were all going to be smoking out of fucking flash drives, like, like, I wouldn't have spent all this money trying to make floppy disks happen, man. That shit is so, so much wasted capital. You know, I'm just, everybody's smoking like 32, 64 gigs at a time. I'm still working in megabytes. That, that's so, you know how that feels? You got to have such a flat mouth to even smoke one of these. Just, who is that for? You know, what was I thinking? You know? I, uh, I do live in New York. That's a fact about me. I live in New York. Uh, you don't have to do that. It's hard, man, because I, uh, I have debit card debt. So... I don't, I don't know you could have that, but I do. I thought you had to have credit to have debt, but I found a way. Coming from a not well-off family, but going to private schools. Like, I've been the brokest person I know since I was 14. It's weird knowing that I sort of have a leg up over the people I grew up with, but also that, like, I have nothing compared to the people I'm going to school with now. The people I was friends with it just, like, have, like, old oil money. Like, Birmingham is a very scary place and very daunting in terms of, like, uh, like generational wealth and things like that growing up around kids whose parents and grandparents have never had to work. It's just bewildering. And like, I used to live in, uh, in LA and people always ask me why I moved from LA to a more expensive city. But the thing about it is, New York is more expensive, but there's less stuff to pay for. Like, LA is a driving city, so you have to have a car, which means a license, license plates, gas, insurance, maintenance, all this stuff. In New York, you can just jump in front of the train. <laughs> Great. Somebody will swipe you in if you don't have any money. It's awesome. It's so dope. It's harder to be broke in LA, I think. It's a lot harder to be broke in LA. Cause like they don't like as bad as New York is, I feel like they really like care about you. There's like safety nets in place. But like in LA, they just like don't give a shit about you, man. Like just parking on the street in LA could cost you like thousands of dollars. Like it's such a hassle. Like none of the signs mean anything. There's a red zone on either side of the parking space. Just so if you go too far in either direction, you get a parking ticket, even though nobody's trying to get into that space. It's not for anything. It's just so you get a ticket if you go in that space. And I, I thought it was because the city needs money, but then I found out the city of LA doesn't even own the parking industry there. It was privatized, so all that money goes to Xerox, which is crazy. Y'all hearing me? Are you guys hearing me when I say Xerox? <laughs> Xerox, the paper cut? Like, who do you think is printing those tickets in the first place, man? <laughs> like, this shit goes straight to the top. 9-11 was an inside job. Those upside-down ketchup bottles, just regular ketchup bottles with an upside-down label, man. Y'all need to wake the fuck up. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> And like, I'm not one of these conspiracy dudes. I swear to God, I'm not. But like, some things are just weird to me. I'm really not. Like, I think it's weird that Martin Luther King talked like a ghost before he was dead. I think like... <laughs> like, does that bother no one else? I'm just, you know, he's like, I have a dream, ooh. <laughs> like, Bro, are you rattling those chains because of slavery stuff or because of ghost stuff? What's going on with you? I don't, I don't like this. Not a conspiracy dude. I think it's weird. Like, if you watch any old Hollywood movie, you'll never see an old black dude playing chess. I think that's very weird. 
It's always checkers, and that feels like a very subtle jab, but it's like very subtle racism. Was that the one that got you guys? What? Is that the Oh, man, no. I sort of went through my time in school just kind of thinking, oh, it could be worse. So I let a lot of things slide, and my roommate was... Um, I found out from my other roommate that every time I went into my room, he did uh, a tribal dance when I, when I closed my door. I don't know, it sort, of, it sort of bred suspicion in me and, like, distrust in a way. I always felt like an outsider. But there are sort of elements that I look back on now where I feel like I should have been less tolerant, I think, of people who were intolerant of me. Dating, like, dating is very weird around white people. When I, when I first moved to New York, I got out of a relationship. I texted my mom about it. She texted me back. Don't worry, she probably just thought she could do better, which I feel like is <laughs> weird. She's not wrong. Every woman could do better. Society's built on you not realizing that till it's too late. But, <laughs> but like, when that happened... I got out of this relationship. I was on all these dating apps. I was on Tinder and Bumble and all that stuff. And I since deleted all of them and I just used this one where you die and see who honors your memory. Um, <laughs> but, but while I was still on Tinder, my first match was with this white girl and her first message to me was just the word fuck, question mark. <laughs> and I was in a vulnerable place. I was like, you didn't need the question mark. You know, I was like, you didn't need that. But that's not the point. The point, the point is this girl texted me, fuck, question mark, and then she insisted on a follow-up message. She did not need one, but her follow-up message was, I love black dick. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this was never about me. <laughs> this is your weird shit. Like, you know, like, it's so creepy. Like, it's this weird sexual tourism. The way white people talk about black dicks, I always imagine one of those forced perspective photos of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, just like... <laughs> Mom, take the picture. Mom. Mom, you get the angle? Mom. Mom, take the... <laughs> it's so weird. I had to explain to a coworker why it's not a compliment to say that all black dudes have big dicks. You... And it's not. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a long history of hypersexualization of black men and women in media. That image has been used to justify rape and murder and all these other terrible things. And I know that consciously. <laughs> But in that moment, I panicked and I forgot, and I went, well, what if I got a little dick, though? <laughs> How am I supposed to feel about that? It hurts. <laughs> All these expectations. <laughs> and it sucks that I have to feel that way because that's not my fault. White men invented the big dick stereotype about us to keep white women from fucking us? What did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> What was your game plan? You're like, oh, you don't, you don't want to fuck him. He's some kind of sexual dynamo over here. You don't want to fuck him. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I couldn't get enough. <laughs> and white women are like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to follow my heart on this one, bro. <laughs> I think I'm going to plan and I will follow through with it. Figure this out. Do you guys ever feel like, um, you guys ever feel like Donald Trump's dick is regular size and he's just like that? <laughs> I feel like we keep giving him a pass, you know, like, oh, he's got a little dick, you know how they are. <laughs> like, what if it's just normal and he's just evil? 
That's so much scarier to me, right? Like, like, cause you can buy a bigger dick. There's surgeries, there's like pills you can take. You can't buy a personality. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing I would applaud Donald Trump for is that I feel like our prayers for a, a nation of equality and equal respect among all people have finally been answered. You know what I mean? They've been answered with a no, but they've been answered. They're like, uh, <laughs> we can move on, you know? Now we know. <laughs> It's crazy to me, like in the 1800s, people used to complain about the do-nothing Congress. That was a complaint in the 1800s. And now my biggest fear is Congress doing something. That's on every day. I'm like, please, just nothing, nothing today. They came after affirmative action for no reason. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody was asking about that. They said like black kids are going to college for free. And if that's true, that's dope. That's the least we deserve, you know? Like we don't deserve education. Like I don't like to learn stuff. I love learning. I learned the other day, like, you know, you know when, you, um, when you go in the water for a long time and your fingers start to prune up, a lot of people think that means you've been in the water for too long, but it's actually an evolutionary trait to increase surface area on your fingertips to improve your grip so you can hold on to your dreams while you're drowning in student debt. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I'm Udoy Travis. My end goal, I think, is for people to see the ridiculousness of the system that we're living in and just to be aware of everything that's going on and aware that they have the power to do something about it. I'm just a guy who's doing my best with what I've been given. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination I'm doing everything that needs to be done, but I feel like breaking that barrier of like, of understanding sort of starts a conversation. And I know that that's what I want to do more than anything. Hey, howdy do, y'all? I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me! fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.